Okay, so I'm joined here with Saroosh Kanlu. Uh, we are going to do a kata together. Uh, the specific kata we're going to do is kata poker hands. Uh, but real quick, I'd like to introduce uh, my partner in crime here. Uh, Saroosh, do you want to give a quick uh, shout out on like where you can find you on the internet? And For sure. Uh, I'm Saroosh Kanlu. Um, I, the thing I'm most proud of on the internet is my blog, which you can find at mylastname.com. So K-H-A-N-L-O-U.com. And I'm also my last name on Twitter, uh, but mostly I just post links to my links to my blog post there. So, awesome. Well, I'll include both uh, links to both of those things in the show notes. So, thanks for joining me. We're going to do this kata poker hands as as a an exercise in sort of exercising different parts of Swift that maybe we don't touch on a daily basis. Uh, also, we've never worked together before, which is super exciting. I am. I'm really eager to just jump into this and sort of see which areas you're like, no, that sucks. We should we should do this a different way. I'll try to be very uh, gentle. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. Right. I haven't uh, I haven't paired like this in a while. It's gonna be great. Okay, um, and then just a little bit of the technical setup. Uh, Sarush is on Skype, so he can't type. So I'm gonna do all the typing. He's gonna do most of the navigating, and we'll we'll discuss the implementation. Uh, just like the previous episodes, I'm using Adam. Uh, to write the code, and I'm using Guard to automatically run all the tests uh, on the right-hand side. So uh, hopefully there won't be too much friction with, you know, lacking autocomplete and all that stuff. We do have Dash with the Swift documentation if we need it. Cool. So a bit about the the kata in in mind. Uh, we're going to be scoring poker hands to determine which one is the winner. Uh, so our input is going to look like this. Uh, we're going to have player names like this you know, separated on a line. So you could imagine a program that reads multiple lines, scores this game, so to speak, or this round, and then just moves on to the next one. So we're going to have two players. Each player is going to have five cards, and each card is denoted by a two-character string like this. So that would be the king of diamonds. This would be the nine of clubs, five of spades, three of diamonds, two of hearts. Cool. And these are the, the rules. I've actually pulled up a picture here to make it a little bit easier of which hands beat which other hands. Um, and I think that our job for at least now would be to start off with just parsing this into some something structured. Does that sound like a good place to start? Yeah, yeah, that seems really good. Okay, so um, I'm just going to write a test. I just want to, like the simplest thing I could get would be um, the player names out of that input. Yep. Uh, so let me copy one of these lines and we'll just slap it there and we'll just run a bunch of tests on that one input. Yep, that seems right. Uh, so test parses players. So we're going to have some sort of parser. I don't know if you want to call it parser or input parser, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, that seems fine with me. And input, input. And then I want to be able to parse it and get back players. Right. So maybe parser.parse. Right. And then each you're thinking each player will have a hand, and each hand will have an array of cards. Yes. Okay. Cool. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That sounds okay. So then uh, I would assert that maybe just assert players that count equals two. That seems like the best thing to start with. Yeah. There we go. Now I always forget this. Is this expected and actual? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. It does matter. Does it? Well. Oh, uh, actually, that's not, true. I guess it's... not with X in XC test. It probably doesn't matter because the error messages are horrible. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, but ideally, it should say I expected to find this, but found that. Right. Um, Let me pull up okay. the documentation. You know, it just says expression one and expression two. Oh, that's horrible. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, not compiling because we have no parser class. Checks out. Uh, so we'll create that. 
Um, and I already know that that's going to need an input and we need to have an initializer for that. Right. So that's all boilerplate. Cool. Uh, and it needs a parse method that returns, I don't know, any. Seems good for now. Uh, and I'll return empty string. Okay. So uh, we have a test failure. Assert failed. Two is not equal to zero. So yeah, the error messages, I guess, make it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not awesome because it doesn't tell me which one was which, but right. we'll figure it yep. out. Yep. Yep. Okay, so the first thing I would say is that we need a type here because I need to do something with it, right? Um, yes. Or would this type be a string? Yeah, just maybe we could just keep it a string for now if we want to go really hardcore TDD. Okay, and then I need to read in this input. Uh, if we take a look at it again, I think that this could be done in a number of ways, but I'd like to play around with NS Scanner. Okay. Because it's a type that I almost never use. I'm down to use NS Scanner. Um, there, it may actually also be easier to just do like splitting it, basically. Like if you split on two spaces, you'll get the two hands. If you split uh -huh. on colon and space, then you'll get the name of the player and all the things. And then if on you split left, on yeah. space, you'll get all of the cards. So yeah, that's probably simpler. It might be simpler. On the, on the other hand, NS Scanner is really cool, and like getting practice with it is not the worst thing in the world. All right. Well, let's make a judgment. <laughs> uh, I, let's try the splitting wave because it seems like it would be okay. easy. Uh, so we're going to split the uh, the string. Right. With two spaces? On two spaces. Yeah. Uh, what is a separator? I think. No, autocomplete. Brutal. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Here, I can. String has no. Oh, wait. Hang on. Components separated by. Yeah. Let me. And I will, like, uh, pull some stuff up on my thing as i have a playground open so i can uh like maybe help guide you in that way also i need to make sure i import foundation because there's going to be a lot of stuff that we don't realize that we use all the time great call which i thought this was components separated by um uh okay <clears throat> yeah foundation but it's that's separated by um that's separated by our uh, character, character set. set so maybe we do can you do like is there a split let's find out Let's see swift split I'll return input split so components separated by string works as well oh separated by string uh sorry it's just separated by and but you can pass a string it looks exactly oh. the same like that should work you just need to return that uh is it not liking that oh it's, it's complaining that's unused there you go <laughs> nice right. okay yeah i mean part of this part of this frustration is that we're not using xcode right but that's fine Okay, so at this point, then we have our our two complete hands. Well, I'm just going to call this parts because right. I don't have a better name for it. And then I want to map this to each part. Right. Uh, for now, let's return the parts and then make sure our, our first test passes. Okay, that works. Yeah, that hands. Nice. Yay. <laughs> All right, so... I can real quick just say that I assert that the player names are black and white. That's good. Maybe players.map names or to name. Yeah, I'm thinking map name. Yeah, I think that's right. Something like that. Yep. And this means we need a type. Yep. Because right now I was returning a string. Yep. But right, it's not going to know what name is. Perfect. Yep. Okay, so let's create our type. So we want a, like a player type? Yeah. And I suppose, I mean, what's your thought on structs versus classes? I think in this case, struct is right, just because we're dealing with dumb data. It doesn't, yeah, yeah it doesn't need to have any sense of identity. It just kind of is. 
Yeah, the way I view this is like, um, what is your sense of identity and equality? Right, exactly. If if a player has the same name and hand, then it's the same player. Yeah, it's just right? like value equality. Right. Okay, so we we need a name, which is a string. Uh, we need to be able to create that from our parser. Right. So we're going to map this for each part that we have. We then need to split it based on colon space to get the first half and the second half. Do you want to delegate this off to the player um, or put it in here? That's. A, I guess this is thing is called parser. It should probably parse the things. Yeah, uh, maybe it, maybe it makes sense to delegate to like a to like a player parser later. But let's write the code for now, and then maybe we can refactor, given that we'll have tests. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're gonna say part dot components uh, separated by what was this a colon space right? right colon space. And so this is gonna be player parts. Yeah. And then we are going to have the name is going to be player parts uh, bracket zero. Yep. And then I don't care about the rest. Yep. And we'll return here a player with the name of name. Perfect. And let's see. And we need to return players. Sweet. Passed. All right. So what's next? Player probably needs a hand. Okay. So let's see. Test parses player hands. So we'll have another test. It'll look sort of similar. And um, we're not going to assert that that exists. We're just going to grab the first player out of that. Well, let's let's grab the hand. And the hand is going to be players zero dot hand. And I just want to assert for now that it's not nil. And this isn't going to work because we have no hand method or property here. And what is the type of this let's thing? Let's make it a real strings for now. And array of strings, okay. Yeah, and it will be nullable, so I guess the the test will still work. Well, it doesn't compile at the moment because we can't create a player like this. Anymore. Right, that's true. So we need to pass in a hand, and now a hand is going to be the player parts one separated by a space, right? Separated by space, yeah, that's right. Just going back to our input, so we're we're looking at this as the second part, and then in the individual parts there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I would call so that hand. Um, maybe card strings, or I guess instead of hand. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine we're gonna have a type here anyway. Right. So, definitely. Um. We'll that'll be easy to replace. Yeah. And passed. Great. Okay. So you want to do an assert that the count is five? Maybe upgrade our test yeah. a little bit. Uh, let's see. Well, it's never gonna be nil. Right. The, so. the type system is is letting us know that it'll never be nil. So I think that's probably fine. Let's see. Xct assert equal. Oh, hand.count. Ah, thank you. Hand.count. Nice. Okay, so now we're passing. Uh, so at this point, like, there's nothing in our test that says we need to to have a type for each one of these until we until we determine that these things, like, for instance, if I want to, say, pull out the high card, I kind of need a card type. Right. And so... And we also want to limit the input, uh, limit the, like, sort of state space of what we're playing with. So if your card can just be any string of any length, then, you know, you could pass in the string Sarush and Ben. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, whereas so, we really want to limit it to two characters of these two specific types. Like this needs to be a number or like ace, king, queen. So, make so how about test parses cards as like a separate line of tests? That sounds good. Where we could say something like let card equals uh, five of hearts. Oh, nice. And that we... And we would say, let's see, well, card string. Yeah. 
and then let card equals card dot parse. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, card string, something along those lines, and then I would, I would assert that the um, equal the card's value is five. Yeah. Let me do it like that, and that the suit is. I would say dot parse string for now. You want to do you want to do a string for now? Okay. I think I think that would take too much too big of a leap because right, okay. I want to try and just like create one type at a time. That makes sense. Okay, string is fine. All right. So now we've got a card dot swift. That's very obviously a struct. Right. Yeah. Value is going to be an int, and suit for now will be a string. And then we need a and static function we'll have for a parsing. Static func for I call it parse, and then that'll take um, a string and return a card. And do we want it to just crash if it doesn't? Uh, what do we want this to do or throw? I think it could just return optional. That seems easy enough. And then we can flat map out the optionals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll return nil just to get the program compiling. And let's see. Optional card not unwrapped. So here. Right. Can I do that? Will it yes, figure that out? It will. We... Um, okay, good. So actually, well, it doesn't like some part of it. Oh, it just doesn't like H is not equal to nil. Yeah, because they're both nil. Right. So the reason that that works is there's a special overload for XCT assert equal that um, compares two optionals. And if the two are, if either of them is nil, it'll return false. If they're both nil, it'll return true. And if they're both, you know, some value, it'll compare the equality of the values. Okay. J works a lot like the equality um, operator for optionals, which is just specially defined. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So um, at this point, we need to extract out the two pieces right. in here. So we could do parse, like we could do basically string dot characters zero and dot characters one. That might be the easiest way yeah. to get this data out. So the the value part of this is going to be string dot characters zero. Right. And then the suit is going to be string dot characters one. Right. And we we've guaranteed that, you know, it's not we're never gonna have a ten, right? Right. The ten is represented by the letter. The ten T. is a T. Yeah. Okay, so we always have one character. Right. And um, let's see, guard let uh, string dot characters dot count. Is two, yeah. Is two, else return. You don't want to let there. You don't need a let. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do that every time. <laughs> it's too easy. I always forget the else. Okay, so we have a problem here. Our value needs to be mapped to some value. Right. Maybe the value is also a string, just to keep it easy for now. Because, you know, ace is going to be represented by A. King is going to be K. So unless we want to represent it under the hood as a king is 13. I Honestly, I feel like there's another type there. I think so too. Um, let's keep it string for now and then let's do that type in the next step. Yeah. Underlying everything, I want a number. Yeah. But I still like to represent it as ace. Yes. Or king. Yeah. I think those will both be okay. nums. Oh, and I need to make these a, each a string, right? Um, like yeah, I guess you do. That's kind of frustrating. Um, what if I did uh, substrings instead of characters? Yeah, but then you got to do ranges, which could work. That's not bad. But um, no, I think you have to do because I think that'll still return you. Oh, it returns like characters a, a, or whatever, like a window onto the type or a whatever. View, yeah, I think let's do the string cast for now, and maybe in refactoring we can find a nicer way to do like substring from index to index or whatever. Okay, yeah. So that's good. You just need to pass like suit is suit, and then we need to go change the other test to. To expect a, a string, a string yeah, right. instead of a number. Yeah. Now, what are, right. what are we missing uh, here? Let's see. Cannot subscript a value of character view with an index of type int. 
That's super annoying. Can you do dot first and dot last? Uh, probably. <laughs> those will be um, those will be optional. Yeah. Can you just bang them for now and see if it works? Just put an exclamation point and if it. Well, it's hang on. It's it's. Yeah. So that in it describing. Oh, is that's where it's trying to find a different exactly um, because if you pass it an optional. Okay. So the bang does work. So it seems yeah. like we want to. It's, I mean, it's it's not horrible because we have the guard in there, but it is horrible. It's pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah. It seems like there's got to be a better way for that, but that test passes, which is good. Let's should we fix that bang first? Yeah, I think. Let me think about the way we could do this. Well, if we use substrings, we need to use this string dot index thing. Well, I thought there's a there's like methods on it. Actually, I, I have a potential solution. What if we go ahead? You, you you say your thing first. Okay, so what I was thinking is that um, our string has um, a substring method. And I can say to some arbitrary index. Right. So you could use start index. Ad ad yeah. So let's create basically. that. That would be, uh, let's see, string dot index. And then you need the start index. This is kind of annoying. It's but, horrible. <laughs> and then it's offset. Well, you can do index after. So I think that's probably index, a little easier. String dot index. And then a after. after and then start index. Oh, and I have to pass and start index. Yeah, right, exactly. And that should be the splitting index that we want, basically. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So substring to index, and then this one would be string.substring from? from index. Yeah, that seems right. Does that work? Let's find out. This works the first time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that was going to work the first time around. It's still pretty horrible and pretty annoying. I like it better than having characters cast a strings with the bang. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, honestly, and a scanner wouldn't necessarily make this cleaner. It would just be different because you would have things like scan int. Right. Uh, which actually wouldn't work because we need to scan the character at a time. Right. I'm, honestly, I'm not. This is fine. Yeah, I, it's uh, I, I think they're, they said they're going to re like take another look at strings in Swift for Swift 4. So I think they oh, know goodness. that some of this stuff is a little unwieldy. <laughs> hopefully it'll get easier, you know, hopefully. But yeah, I think this is basically good. Um, so we've got our cards, and our cards are good here, except I don't like this at all. These strings. Yeah. So I think we need two so, enums In fact, both of these. So let's start with that. If we had another type, if this was like a card value, right? it was another type. Yep. So we, we would have another type that has an intrinsic notion of um, the output or rendering of a character. I'm sorry, of a, uh, of a, of a card value. And then the underlying integer value that we could use for comparison. Right. So I would actually make this an enum instead of a struct. Okay. Yeah. And do cases for one, two, three, all the way up. Let me think about that. All right. So, yeah. well, we have no one. We have got a two. Well, you can't name them okay. that. Hmm. This is interesting, actually. Yeah. Okay. So what if we had like a, a display, which is a string? Right. And an underlying value, which isn't it. Right. I would say that's good, but we should make one computed based on the other. Yes. Um, I was just going to do that in, in the initial. That sounds good. So we take take in a string. Right. And then we say self.display equals display. And that. So you probably want this to be failable, the initializer. Do we? Yeah, because what if you return, what if you enter the string Ben? Yeah, you're right. Okay. So we expect this to be a single character. Yes. So guard display dot characters dot count is one else return nil. Right. Okay. So then we're going to switch on that display character. Yep. And in the case of 
we could do a case of well, I can't I can't use a range of integers, right? No, but you. <clears throat> yeah, I I think I could do this. Okay, so let's let's handle the uh, the oddball cases. We've got t right. for ten, so our value is going to be ten. Uh, we've got j, and we've got uh, q for queen, which will be a twelve. Uh, king will be a thirteen, and an ace will be fourteen. Uh, should it be one or fourteen. Well, in poker, ace is high. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we couldn't use this for another card game unless we made a notion of what ace is high or low. Right, right, right. That's true. Okay, so in the default case, we are going to... Oh, I see what you're going to do. We're, we're going to just like try to cast it to an int. Right. Um, And that should return an optional, right? Right. Uh, let's see. If let uh, int value. Let me, let me call it digit. Cool. Uh, then we can say value is digit. Yeah. Otherwise return nil yep that seems reasonable okay so at this point now card can't be computed unless it has a card value right and where was i card has a card value and honestly i want value i don't know how you feel about exposing this as an int and then having like a internal type of card value uh, i don't mind i because and the reason why i'm doing that is that here i could say create a card value with this display. Uh-huh. Uh, so I pass it in properly. And then here in the getter, I can return card values.value. Right. If we end up needing card value.value to be exposed on card, I'm down, but we don't actually need that yet. And in as much as possible, I want to see if we can push down all those comparisons and calculations into the okay. card value itself. So no matter what, it has to... Um, oh, I see. So this one needs to be an integer, and I need to be able to... Or it needs I need to be able to say card value... I'd want to be able to say see, th this seems weird to me. Yeah. Dot value. Dot value. That's, that's why I was thinking. Dot value to return the int, and or I could do dot card value to get the, the card, card value. itself. Interesting. Otherwise, in order for me to do the comparison, I need to do card value yeah. display five. Which I'm what is that even of. doing in terms of the test? Yeah. Yeah. And we actually don't have a quality operators for that yet, anyway. <laughs> yes. which we would need okay let's so i think the int is the easiest yeah okay let's do it solution that way. for now and i want to avoid doing dot value dot you know integer value or whatever right because then you're reaching into another type right um one benefit of doing this is that this is almost private um yeah because then at that point we have a value which is an int that just delegates uh to uh sorry card values value yeah my my only worry here is that our our int basically like the only thing preventing int from being any value in any state space is the fact that we have this initializer elsewhere. So like if somebody came along and refactored this class, they could get rid of all of the limitations, the constraints that card value places. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So the so we could theoretically construct this. Yeah. I, I maybe um, actually yeah. actually we have no initializers. Well, we have the member-wise one that we get for free. Uh, can we disable it? We could. <laughs> but then, oh, you want to only be able to access it through parse. Oh, that's an interesting idea. We can d disable it. Because I, I don't think it's valid for you to ever... Because this is private? Right. Then at this point, what does the member-wise initializer give you? Just suit? And then how would you ever yeah. construct it? I think that because it's private, we don't even get one, right? No, I mean, right? it's, I it's working, I, right? I can't... I can't do that. Oh, right? no, it's an incorrect argument label. Yeah. No, wait, that sh should have. 
value in suit, but how would I do that? So it, it does work. It's just that the exposition... Uh, it, takes, it takes it, but then I can't read it later. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think if we play with card value as its own, like on its own terms, I think that's going to be the best thing. Um, and like, let's just implement the equality operator because that way we like, we're not overloading int to mean other things. We are, um, we're basically dealing with our domain in the context of itself rather than trying to shift our domain into something that it, we find more manipulable or Swift gives us more tools to manipulate. Like if we want to be able to add two cards together, yeah. we should write an add function instead of relying on the fact that it's backed by an int. Okay. That makes sense. So I would say uh, let's so we're going to get rid of that. We're we're yeah. going to move this back to value. Yep. What about the um, integer literal stuff? Uh, in it, what do you mean integer literal stuff? Hang on, let me do a quick search. Oh, integer literal initializable. Um, or let's see, there's another type <coughs> that I can search for real quick. Integer literal convertible, I believe is what it's called. Oh, sorry, uh, expressible by integer literal. Expressible by integer literal. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be called integer literal convertible. So, but this is only good if you're dealing with literals, which we're not. We are dealing with... Yeah, I think it is, right? This thing, if I compare this with a 13, it should work. Oh, oh, that's a great idea. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, so, I totally missed so that. So yeah. what is the method that we need here? We need another initializer exactly. uh, that takes the integer literal, which is an integer literal type. I don't know what that is. Um, you you declare it. You declare that's like an associated type. So you could just write int there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Type alias. Yeah. Oh, do I have to? You can get it for free if I you just, just write type... int there. Yeah. Ah, okay. Cool. That's interesting. So you can come at it from both ends. You can right. perform the type alias. In which case, this it knows what it is. But if if I define it here, then it knows what the type alias. Exactly. Is. Exactly. Interesting. But now we have an okay. interesting situation where our display is like, how are we going to get our display? Uh, well, we can do the reverse, right? Yes, but then we... So are... here I can switch on the integer literal. Right. Um, well, here I want to guard... Okay, this can't be failing. <laughs> uh, can't it? Uh, well, I don't own this constructor, so I can't right. what I do in this case. Yeah. I, I think that... Um, let's see, that means somebody could create one that doesn't exist. Right. Well, yeah. But does, uh, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe, you know, like... I think that we can create it in the case that we need it. If we just, I mean, card value isn't really useful on its own, right? It's only useful as a part of the, right. is a part of the program. Anyway, what, what I was going to say here is that let's just assume that it's valid for now. Right. And then I can say, give me that. And then I could say switch on the value. And then the case that we are uh, two up to, but not including 10. Right. Then our display is just the string representation of that value. Yep. But you need an equal sign and instead then, of a colon there. Uh, oh yeah. And then we would just need um, case ten. Display is ten or t. Yeah. Uh, for eleven, display is Jack. Okay. Right. So the the downside of this is that now you can create one that doesn't right. exist. Right. You actually need a default So maybe too. maybe maybe that means that we don't. Because what uh, if it's not in that range? Yeah, you need a default. Yeah, but let's just, you know what? Guard integer literal. Well, do this. It, How do you test that it's in a range? You would say the range contains. Okay, so then we'll do two up to and including 14. Dot contains. Contains. Yep, that's it. That. Else. 
fatal error. Fatal error. That works. Um, I mean, this is horrible, but yeah. um, out of bounds. So I would actually say the best thing to do here is instead of because your switch is not complete, so you need a default case in your switch anyway. So in your in your default case, why don't you just do the fatal error there? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then you can just kill that guard. Yeah. So now we're back to protecting our input. Yes. And back in our test, the card's value should be convertible to five. Yes. Uh, let's see. I think I have a problem. What is it complaining about? Value of optional type card value not unwrapped. Oh, that happens here. So this guy, we would just have to say if let. So if we have a card value, then we're going to also grab the suit, return the card like that. Otherwise, return nil. Yeah, sorry. Okay, this... now it doesn't understand about card value being equatable. See, in this case, we've expressed it as an integer literal. So I can then go in and say card value integer literal 5. But it also doesn't know what equality means for card values, right? Right, and it should promote that 5 to a card value by itself. Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay, so but we just need to implement equality then, right? Right. Okay. So I'm forgetting how to do this. So exactly. inside the type, you would do static func equal equal. Do we have to conform to a protocol? You, just yeah, we will, but we'll do it after. Okay. Um, and I think you need a space after the func, but before the operator itself. And then LHS is card value, RHS is card value, and it has to return a bool. I always leave out that return a bool, and it's like, you don't actually conform to equatable. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Yes, yeah. I do. All right, so in this case, I just delegate to the internal value, value yeah. is equal to that. Yeah. Okay, and so then now, do now you just like an extension. Yeah, you could do it that way, or you could do it at the top either way. On uh, card value. Card value yeah. equatable. Yep. And if you want, you can actually move the static function to that as well. It's kind of a style, but stylistic thing. It'll work either way. Okay. Yep, that should do it. Nope, it didn't do it. All right, cannot invoke initializer for type card value with no arguments. Uh, where did I do that? Oh, it got past our test down to here. All right. Sweet. sweet. Perfect. Back to passing. Nice. Um, and now we got to do the hard Okay. So, so now we've got cards. Now we just need to make sure that player hands, which I misspelled here, has cards in it. Uh, let's let's do the suit enum first since That'll we're kind of on that track. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. All right. So let's... Um, and I'm going to move card value into its own file. Seems good. Yeah. Doing that. And suit. All right, this one, I could see this being an enum, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've got a case of, uh, let's see, hearts. I would actually um, the label it all the way. If we do, if we do string, right. then we get the raw value for free. Yes. So I would uh, spell it out. Spade, and then just write our own initializer? No, no, no. So if you do hearts, and then you put an equal sign, and then you put like uh, H, yeah, like just that? like that, that'll work. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah spades equals s oh that's awesome yeah you wrote spaces instead of spades and clubs yep okay uh really bothers me that those are not indented um okay and then we need to use those um also would be kind of nice if let's see what is it custom string convertible Ye well so do you want you can have a description yes i'm just doing this because i feel like i should yeah and then we also probably want uh, equatable for this and we'll probably yeah. And then here, I just want to return. Emoji time. Yes. Maybe it doesn't like the emoji. It's the certain fonts use 
slightly different representations. So if you outputted this in Helvetica or whatever, it would come out, I think, as the right as the thing you expect. Okay. Or um, San Francisco or whatever. Yeah, it and it's good. fully specified, so cool. Yep. Nice. Uh, let's see. What am I missing here? Oh, return statements on all these. Right. I've been doing too much Ruby. <laughs> well, and it's weird because okay. Swift will let you omit the return statement sometimes. And sometimes, you, yeah. you need colons instead of equal signs on all those. Yep. And dots? Dots? Uh, I think they were they were optional at some point, but I don't remember anymore. Expected oh, declaration. What does that mean? Think of a compiler or something. Oh, you're you're missing a you're missing a brace, the the brace for description. There you go. Sweet. Okay. So, so you're saying these these used to be optional, or maybe they still are. Yeah, no, they're like they're not optional. I think they were optional in Swift two or something like that. I forgot. Okay, so now in our card, when we're parsing the suit, we also need to unwrap. I I'm never satisfied with the indentation of multiple <laughs> lets. I don't know what the appropriate one is uh so this would be suit with a raw value of this right which i'm not liking so uh i think we can maybe do a little bit better than this than the two than the if let if we move this optional check into the card initializer i think we'll get some wins Okay. So uh, let me let me get this to compile. Right, that first. makes sense. So you have an extra yeah, paren between raw value and the colon. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's what was throwing me off. Okay, does this compile? No. Uh, suit. It expects a string now, right? And it's not a string, right? So we need to go back to card. No. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, still nothing. Now the right. assert is broken. Which I can easily fix now and just say dot heart. Yep. And still. Oh, are they not equatable? It's an enum. It should be yeah. by default. Let's see. Is it because it's optional? No, it's, it might be because it's not specified. Oh, so it doesn't do understand it because it's optional. Yeah. Try that. If it wasn't optional, I think it would figure that out. That's odd. Let's just verify that. Huh. That's yeah. super weird. I think it's because what you're talking about with the optional, right. the optional implementation of that is too generic to understand. Gotcha. So kill the bang, add suit back, and then we should be good. Yeah. Nice. Suit dot hearts. Okay. And um, now, just because we can, custom string convertible, now we can have a description string here, which just returns the... Uh, values display right display well value honestly it should just be uh, yeah value should be its own custom string convertible yeah yeah i guess i'll do that in extension yeah it works it's nobody really knows where this this stuff should be happening i only did in this file because i already did it right once uh okay so var description string and this will return display right uh, why doesn't know that? Because I'm in an extension. Is that right? No, extend. Sorry, extension oh. card value. Right. Is, oh, I can't even vim. <laughs> and then I think you lost a closing brace. Static methods may only be declared on a type. It is on a type. Let's see. Look at the very first one. I think. Oh, you're um, still missing a closing. Brace. You're missing a colon. It looks like. So just go to struct card. Go to the card card file. There, that should be a oh, colon yeah. instead of a, instead of a comma. 
wonders of pair programming. Yeah. Do we get it? I don't know. Let's scroll down. To the ah, there we go. Nice. Cool. Okay. So um, now if I print out the card, uh, yeah, print card, we should see five of hearts yep. in the output. And it's because it's optional. So you have to either do a bang or do it as any. Yeah. Okay. Five of hearts. Yeah, there it is. Five of hearts. And there's nice. the emoji too. So let's go back to um, card. And my my thinking here is that if we have a uh, optional initializer that unwraps value in suit for us, it'll be a little bit cleaner than the way that we have it now with everything in, in the parse function. Yeah, and it's all in the same file anyway. Yeah. So we get to have a knit with optional, car, uh, optional card value yep. and optional suit. Yep. And then we'll do a guard, and then guard the value equal value, suit equal suit. Or I think you need a, another let now as a Swift 3. Yeah. And then just a simple assignment. Uh, Self.value equals value. Yeah. Perfect. And now we can just get rid of that. Well, not quite because you... Oops. Yeah, I need I need this part of it. Yeah. And that's good. Oh, that's so much better. And I would even move the suit string to be in line with the well. Once we get it to, to work, you mean because this one? Is yeah, also... just to make uh, just for symmetry's sake. Okay, what's the problem yeah, now? Let's see. Expected an expression is let suit raw value. Oh, I'm missing a closing paren there. Sweet. That seems. Oh, that is so much nicer. Yeah, that seems super clear. So much better. Cool. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Okay. So. I wanted to try to end off. We're running a little long, but I wanted to try out, try to end off and and sort of um, be able to pick a high card from. We're very close. We just need to parse. We need to flat map the hand strings into actual. Yeah. So go to the parser. So, so right here, I would. Uh, let me let me think. Right, I guess if you want to write the test uh, first. Test parses player hands. Yeah. So what I would want to do here is expected hand is going to be an array of cards. Right. And so I should be able to say... Well, do you want to do card.parse? Because we already have a test that verifies that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's more shorter, succinct. yeah. Okay, so the expected hand... 3D, 5S, 9C, and KD. Cool. And then flat map out the nils. Okay. Yeah. So two, two notes. I would add that trailing comma back, actually. Um, the reason for this is in a diff, if you, I mean, uh, poker hands are always five cards, but in a diff, if you were to add more lines there, it would clean up the diff because you wouldn't have to go back and add an extra comma. Wait, is that a valid array? Sure is. Oh, yeah. it's not in other languages. Uh, those languages are broken in my opinion. And I, w <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I will agree with you about JavaScript. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is valid in JavaScript, but not in functions in JavaScript, I believe. Okay. Uh, but I would also have flat yeah, map Yeah, that's out. interesting. Yeah, I like that. I would also flat map out okay. the nils. Because card.parse is... Op returns optional, yeah. So just flat map dollar sign zero. Yeah, that should do it. Okay, so then we're going to assert uh, that our expected hand is equal to... Hand. Hand. And hand isn't going to work because it's an array of strings. Right, uh, yes. So now we go back over to player. Hand is now going to be an array of cards. Nice. Uh, that doesn't work because our parser is no longer doing that. And this should just be a pretty straightforward flat map. Uh, so we'll do uh, let hand is card strings, well, map, right? Uh, flat map, so you can take out the nils. 
doesn't that so this is these are not nil at the moment right right so wouldn't flat map only take out the nils of the receiver no it will do the conversion and then take out the the resulting nils ah i didn't know that okay so um so we're gonna map flat map over all of the card strings right we're going to uh, delegate to card.parse. Right. In fact, I can just uh, give it the reference to that function. Oh, that's great. Look at that. And this will automatically pull out all the nils? Yes, sure will. I love it. Okay. Uh, let's see. And now we can't do equality because it doesn't know about equality of cards. Right. So this should be pretty easy. I'm going to do that again in an extension for card, which would be equatable. Right. Uh, then we'll have the static funk equal equal. Left hand side is going to be a card. Right hand side is going to be a card. Turn to bool. And then here we just want to return that the left hand side's value is equal to the right hand side's value. Yep. And that the suits are equal. And left hand suit uh, equals right hand side dot suit. Perfect. Tests are passing. And it passes. Right. Okay. Oh, we are so close to to our stated goal. So let's see. Test um, detects high card. Yeah, that works. So given that input, I expect the king of diamonds to be the high card. Right. And then given that I have a hand, I think I just want to, like, rather than rely on the parser right. here. Yeah, that's probably, just, probably smart. Just say, give me a hand like this, flat map. Let's see. I'm just going to do that because it's it's a test. And then we don't really have a type to do this, but I'm just going to call it poker. So it uh, might be easier if we just did hand.max. Well, I want to delegate this logic to a type that can, that can like, I'd be able to say, I want to be able to say poker.pair or, you know, find pair or something like that. Right. I see. Something like that. Like um, you take in a hand you know, the shape of this is you take in a hand and you get some T uh-huh. and that T changes based on what your, what the result is like high card obviously is going to return a card, right. right? Which, which card was high. In fact, it doesn't even matter. It could be a card value that you return. Well, the, the, the suits also have an order, don't they? Cause spade is the no. best. Oh, not in, no. not in poker. I see. Not in poker. There are some yeah. games where it's um, so for two, uh, two high cards that are the same, the, uh, different suits, but the same value, that's a tie. Right. Okay. Um, and for two pair, we need to know what the, well, so first of all, for a pair, we need to know what the card value of the highest pair was. Right. Same thing for two pair. I need to know two card values. Uh-huh. I need to know the, the card value of both of them gotcha. so that I can judge between the two. Gotcha. Let's see. Poker.flush would just give me a suit and a high card, right? Yeah, I think that's well, right. I don't so even care about the suit. Before we get to all that, I care about the high card. I think I'm just thinking out loud that I need m- different types of return. Yeah, return types for each one of these methods. Yeah, which makes me think that this is going to return like an enum with associated types. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Of but I would argue, even if all that's true, your um, card still makes sense to make comparable. And then if you want to find the high card, just do hand max. You don't even need to talk to another type. And your poker type uh, okay. will eventually use card.max to, like, figure stuff out. Okay, so literally you're saying... Hand.max should be the code. XCC assert equal. Well... Yeah. And then... But we still want to delegate that to a type. Uh, But, yeah, I guess. Like, just a place for all these functions. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, I, I guess I'll start off with what you were talking about, and then yeah. we'll just move it if we need to. Yeah. So, expected high card, uh, hand.max. Yeah, and you can remove that bang now, too, if you want. Uh, and then we need to make hand or uh, card be comparable. Comparable. Which should be pretty straightforward. I'm, I forget which one I... I normally do I it like, like you better. have it right there. Like comparable, not like not like equatable. That's how I do it, but it's also okay. totally pure. Well, I just stylistic. need to be consistent because yeah. now I'm forgetting what I normally do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this, I'm assuming that now we just need to do like funk less yep, than... Yep, that's all you need. Card... Right hand side card and turns blue. yep and it'll what about less than or equal to so it'll calculate well, all easy. that stuff for you so if it's less than ah, and okay. equal to it'll give you that for free if it's greater than that means it's not less than and not equal to and so on that's it right hand side dot value yep Let's see cannot be applied oh, to card value oh, so it has like... card value needs to be comparable also right yes so that's pretty simple yeah yeah. And this is going to be... What did we call it? Value? Yeah, I think we call it value. Yeah. So just... This is card value. Right. No. Uh... Wait, did I, did, did I call it, I still call this one value. That's a little confusing. Right. But... Yeah, now you got to jump to card value and make it comparable. I did that. I don't think you changed the names of the types. The card and card. The left-hand side uh, and right-hand side, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And... So that's a... Uh, oh, hand up max needs up parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> There's my Ruby showing. There you go. I make that mistake all the time, too. There we go. Nice. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so finding a high card is now just going to be essentially this code yep. moved somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, eventually, yeah, we um, can move that code elsewhere, but, like, the basic code is pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like this a lot. I think the uh, the way we did the card cleaned up quite a bit. For sure. And the way we did card value, I'm not super happy about the fatal error, but right. so the, aside from that, I think it's nice that you can convert them to integers. On on card value, I think there's two interesting notes. One is that the integer literal conf, uh, conformance we're actually only using for our tests. So we could actually even move that to the test target if we had two targets here. I don't know if we do or not. Oh, and then I wouldn't care about the then fatal error. Then you don't care about fatal error, right. Um, the other thing is, well, and if you do move this, then that would be fine, but Right now, we have basically the same logic twice in this switch statement. Yeah. And there are, I think there's some ways we could explore um, making it. Um, I, you know, just thinking out loud, uh, I could easily see a, a dictionary lookup. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And then you just reference right. it from the Or if you look at suit, if you take a look at the suit file, uh, that's basically what this raw value situation is. Uh, okay. Yeah. So in this case, then. If we did card value as an enum, right. then we'd have a case of two. Yes, exactly. Uh, which would yeah. which would be an int, and then we'd have two. Like yeah, that. and then we would still need a switch to convert the numbers to some kind of lookup to get to from the strings and back. So I would actually maybe say yeah. it should be a string, and then the the value is uh, a okay, switch based yeah. on the, the enum type, something like that. But either way, it's kind of a lot of code. I'll think about if there's any way to make it more elegant, but... It yeah. kind of seems like you're going to need two switches either way. Well, cool. This was super helpful. Yeah, for, I, I thought this was I'd like having a second, a second pair of eyes on it. So I think this is a good place to stop, and we will pick this up again next Sounds week. Sounds good. Cool.